0: It's Joe Marcucci. It is time for our Something in the Air podcast coming to you the first and third Wednesdays of every month. That's when we have new episodes for you at PressiveAC.com slash weather or wherever you may find your podcast. Third Wednesday of the month, we bring in a special guest. Not that Dr. Dave Robinson's not a special guest. The first Wednesday of every month, we bring in somebody new here. And this time is no different. In fact, this is somebody that goes back to about, I think, the third week I was at the press Lenny Desiderio, he is the mayor of Sea City. He is a Cape May County freeholder. He's been around in both mayor and freeholder capacities for a long time here. And especially during the fall, I wanted to bring him in to talk about two things. One is tourism in Cape May County during the fall. The county has made a big push in recent years to have people come down to the shore and to mainland Cape May County and enjoy, and especially in this COVID time uh, that's no more important than this year. But also, we're having him to, here to talk about what's happening with coastal flooding. Sea uh, Isle City is near the top when it comes to coastal flooding resiliency. There's something called the CRS Rating, Community Rating Scale, done by FEMA And in short, and we'll talk about this more later, but the better rating you have, the more percentage off you have with your coastal flooding. And again, Seattle City is near the top at that. So we're going to hear from him as mayor what they're doing for coastal flooding. We're also going to hear from him as freeholder to talk about what the county is doing to bring people in during this COVID time. So without further ado, here he is, mayor and freeholder, Lenny Desiderio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Something in the Air. Sorry, just going to redo it again. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Something in the Air podcast. I'm meteorologist Joe Martucci. He is mayor of CIL City since 1993. Mayor Lenny Desiderio, Cape May County freeholder since 2002. First and third Wednesdays of the month, we have new episodes. Usually we have a special guest for our third Wednesday of the month. Very special guest here for our third Wednesday of the month here. So thank you again for being with us, Mayor. Appreciate it. Very much, Jim. So let's talk a little bit just about uh, wrapping up fall here, you know, at the Cape. Uh, You know, on average, just going back to previous um, data we were talking about, you know, Atlantic City, or excuse me, Lower Township, I should say, far southern part of Cape May County is actually about a half inch drier during the months of September and October than Millville, and it's also an inch drier than New York City. So those are real differences. And what I want to know is, you know, most of these people, when they're coming down, one, where are they coming from? Is it mostly South Jersey? Is it New Jersey, beyond? And how long are they staying for? Well, they're
1: coming from, what we figure out is a tank of gas. People will drive a tank of gas to, to get somewhere. And the ones that are coming down now, are staying for four to six days. That's mm-hmm. what they're, doing. they're staying four to six days for 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 a stay vacation. The ones that are second homeowners are also coming down four days, three to four days, and it all goes around the weather. You know, I've been saying this for years, Joe. They'll keep coming down on the weekends. People will continue to visit until we have that first storm. Mm-hmm. Once we have that first storm, then they all may other plans and then they start getting back into their into their winter little things that they do <laughs> at, at their at their main home right so they'll continue to come down and we've been fortunate enough to have the weather this fall that continues to bring people down and even continues to bring renters down into october
0: sure hey, are there any particular falls you remember as being especially good or else even say vice versa you know a little more challenging ones Ain't that come to mind
1: I think this one, so far, even with the restrictions that, that we all have, is probably one of the best falls uh, by way of people here during the week mm-hmm. and on the weekend. During the week, there, there are an unusual amount of people in Cape May County. They're, you know it, it, it's got to be you know close to a record if anyone had it, it was taken account. Right. a lot of people in Cape May County during this fall season. You know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Like I said before, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You have those that continue to come back every weekend.
0: Sure, sure. All right, we're going to switch topics a little bit here. We're still going to talk about the weather, but we're going to switch to tidal flooding.
1: Of course. What else are we talk about?
0: Ah, uh, uh, you know, I mean, hey, so sure, that that's what we got to do. That that's my job. You know, anytime we get even a little bit of coastal flooding. Always got to talk about it. But I I want to know, you know, on a personal note, how much do you follow the weather? I know you're always talking about it, and I appreciate the compliments. You know, I like I tell people, you can thank me for the nice weather and blame me for the bad weather, but you can't just blame me for the bad weather and not thank me for the nice weather. But how long, how in-depth are you with the weather? Are you pretty in sync with what's going on, you know, with the forecast, how the weather is? Or are you kind of an armchair, you know, your no, own?
1: I'm not, I'm not Joe here, <laughs> I, I like to know be a good thing. It's going to be like for the week ahead so I can plan, you know, scheduling and anything outside, especially now with COVID. We need yeah. to know what the weather is. So I like to we I I read your forecast and I like to look at your forecast on Monday so that I know what what I have all the way for the week. Got and I know you. that like last week we knew that it was going to rain on friday we knew it was going to rain heavily on friday we knew that the rain in in cape may county was going to start around 1 30, 2 30 according to you yeah so, <laughs> darn if you aren't right so i, I knew what the plan for act, act outdoor activities and i know you know what to expect so
0: yeah.
1: follow it like that you know uh, how
0: about this?
1: It watching tv and watch the meteorologist nah.
0: Uh, you're again. You're just buttering me up. I, I, I appreciate that. I'll take it. I'll take it. How about growing up as a kid? Any memorable uh, weather events growing up as a kid? Oh boy,
1: we we had, no. we, had we had weather. We had uh, weather people that were going to say it was the storm of the century, and nothing materialized. <laughs> Another one said we're going to have a clear weekend, and we had the storm of the century. So you know, it, 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 there's nothing that I can remember with the weather. Sorry. All right, that's okay. No problem. As I get older, I'm following the weather more and more.
0: All right, there you go. Yes. Then when you, well, I think when you're a kid, you just don't care. You want to get outside and play. It doesn't matter if there's mud on the ground or, right. Yeah, if it's sunny out. So you know, let's talk about tidal flooding here. Um, I'll just list off some some stats first, and then we'll get into it. You know, tidal flooding in Cape May, um, and Atlantic City have increased over time. Um, you know, Atlantic City, we've seen six times more coastal flooding events this past decade than we did in the 1950s and 60s. K-May, it's about four times. You can kind of extrapolate for Sea Isle Point as we've seen more of it. Um, you know, the reason is threefold. Um, one is we have a lot more buildup. You know, shores are more built up. That water needs somewhere to go. Part of it is sea level rise. Part of it is actually the land sinking a little bit here. Now, you know, what I will say is, you know, and, congratulations and kudos to sea isle you know the community rating system that's something we talk about a lot i'll write about it you know it's it's done by fema and it goes in levels community rating system basically translates to how much percent off you get on your fema flood insurance a level three in which you are 35 percent, i believe discount right 35 percent um one of two in the state to be a level three the other one is uh Avalon, uh, neighboring Avalon, um, that you guys have level threes. But it's just incredible, you know, how K-May County, you, know, you, Avalon, K-May County has taken a serious approach to coastal flooding. So my first question is, you know, when you started as mayor back in the early 90s, you know, what was, we'll say the mindset towards tidal flooding and has that evolved over time to now? Well, funny story, Joe,
1: 1993. Uh, when, when I was elected to mayor, um, a week later, I got sworn in. So the election was on the uh, 11th. I got sworn in on the 18th. It mm-hmm. wasn't you get sworn in and you get two months to learn. Right. I got sworn in on the 18th. A week later, on the 25th, I got a call at City Hall. I was at City Hall and they said, Mayor, you're supposed to be at a meeting with FEMA in the construction office. And I said, what the heck is FEMA? What's the (laughs) So I went over there and I learned real quick what FEMA was and what they stood for and what they did. And at that time, CL was on the verge of being expelled from the program. They they were going to be kicked out. We were probably the worst community in New Jersey when it came to uh, uh, doing – what we had to do for uh, flooding, et cetera. And I explained to them that, hey, I'm a, I'm a new mayor, I'm, I'm, I'm here 14 days. And they said, uh, well, we've heard this before, we've heard this from other mayors, we got to make an example. So I said, well, give me a chance to see what we can do. So over a number of years, we were able to make Seattle better and better and better and made our ordinances even more stricter than what FEMA was asking us. I took numerous trips to uh, New York. At the time, FEMA, the East Coast uh, headquarters, was in the Jacob Javits building. took numerous trips up there, and slowly but surely, Seattle started to comply. We started to do things different, and we became the first uh, community in New Jersey, the first community in New Jersey, to get 35%
0: discount. Right. right sure and you know residents of the area as well you know are what's has their mindset have you seen a similar evolving of their mindset over time as well during your time uh,
1: it became contagious right. as the city started fixing up our properties and doing what we had to do to our properties neighbors started doing that and it became contagious and as the new homes were built Everyone was building to what we had to build to, and and everyone was cooperating from uh, the city to the construction to the homeowners. Everyone was cooperating. When people had to put more vents in their foundation, they were all doing it. Whole neighborhoods were putting vents in. As one guy did it, the neighbor did it. Then she did it. Then she did it. Then he did it. They were all – it it, it was contagious, like I said, and everybody was – going in the same direction. And that's why we have the success that we do. How,
0: how much of this, when you're acquiring these different stages of, of CRS, so you go from 10 to nine, eight, et cetera, et cetera. How much of this is things that the town government can do as opposed to things that people might have to shell out of their own pockets for?
1: Well, in this uh, government had to take a lead and government had to take a strong, a strong stand on this one of the most difficult things that we had to do is when we were getting down to the end, we had a number of homeowners that were just saying, uh, we're not doing it. This is all baloney. So what we did, which was very, very difficult, was take those homeowners and give them a subpoena to appear in court. That's tough when you have to do that. And then they realized that we meant business. And, you know, of course, everyone came into compliance after that because they knew that we, let's face it, we had our backs up against the wall. We were gonna get kicked out of a program that's a very good program. We were gonna get kicked out of a program where we had no discount and our, and our homeowners were paying unbelievable amounts for flood insurance. We were We were having problems where people were, could not get flood insurance. Now we enjoy 35% discount on mm-hmm. flood insurance, which as you said, Avalon is, is now has now joined with us, and we're the only two communities in New Jersey, and there's, there's only six in the na- nation, six others in the nation. So we've done our job, and the homeowners have played a huge part, along with the, the contractors, in, in
0: getting this for us. And, and you are right. you know, Level three is really hard to get. I, I think that number is a little higher. I believe it's 11 last time I checked, but still, when you're talking about Thousands of communities, 11 is, is nothing here. Um, le, you know, level two is obviously the next step. Do you think you're going to get there? And what does that mean? What do you need to get from a three to a two? Well,
1: our flood plan ma- manager, Neil Byrne, is uh, really, really taking this to heart. And he's really done an excellent job with this. And uh, he's, he's working on what we need to do to go to, to level two. We're not promising anyone level two because as you just said, that is very, very difficult. And if yeah. there's eleven in the United States that are in, in uh, three, there's far less that are that are at two. Yeah. A very is, like, I um, hope that we become a class two community. But if you look back a number of years, even us even of us even with us staying in this program would have been, Yay, we stayed in the program, Wherever we're gonna be able to get of flood insurance now that we see that we're a leader and Neil and I have gone to uh, to conventions in throughout the state mm-hmm. meetings and we have given our story how we did it and you know we went from being the bad boys of the flood insurance program to number one we went from
0: from worse. You're, to- you're still a bad boy inside though you're still you know you guys still got a little bad boy inside of you just not on the flood insurance level that's <laughs> You know, how much money are people actually saving with the CRS Level 3?
1: Almost a million dollars.
0: Almost a million dollars. Yeah, for the whole town, that's you know, that's a good chunk of change for everybody, of course. And it does, you know, when you go into Sea Isle, I will say, when you go in there, you do notice that, you know, the big thing is you notice a lot of houses are raised, right? I think that's the most visible thing, you know, the it's but the flood water management programs are there. You know, it, it, you develop ways to get water out as quickly as possible. Even though, yes, you know, coastal flooding is still, it's always going to be a concern here. But, you know, it's something that at least can be mitigated. And, you know, I, I believe i believe a lot of people, especially at the shore, are very sensitive to coastal flooding, of course. But I think people understand, hey, when we have this kind of coastal flooding event, especially the big ones, that people are paying attention. And you actually have a webcam now. You have a sponsored by the New Jersey Coastal Coalition. You have a webcam in Seattle Isle City. Tell us what um, you have hoped to have gotten from that and what you have seen over time, and whether it's from you or from people in the community. What we do is
1: we view it, and and homeowners can view it from, if they're second homeowners, they can view it and see how the water and how quick the water rises in certain areas of our community. We're also uh, putting in pump stations. We put our first pump station in um, at 39th and Sound's, and it's working very, very well. We're looking forward to putting our next one in in sometime in this uh, in this spring for the next one. Of course, as you stated earlier, we are surrounded by water. So it's very, very difficult, especially during a storm, to, to get rid of this water quickly. But these pumps, this one pump we see is, is working, and in talking to the neighbors, yes, they still have water, but nothing like they had in the past. Nothing like they had to, run for shelter because of of, of, a storm or flooding.
0: Sure. How much water does it actually move out? Do you know? I don't know the exact number of water moves out, but it
1: does move some water out. you notice the difference? You can tell the difference, and you can tell the difference by the homeowners, who were constantly telling me, our street floods, our streets flood, this area floods, and now, you know, they're saying, hey, this pump is working pretty good. Right. working pretty good, and it's getting to other neighborhoods who now want to pump. So we're going to be putting some more pumps in, in mm-hmm. our
0: community.
1: next one uh, probably be in the, in the spring. Of
0: sure. I know on the county level, uh, Marty Pelugi, who's the OEM director for the county, as well as Mayor of Avalon, is, is redoing their county hazard mitigation plan. Are you familiar with with their, um, the mitigation plan being redone? And what do you hope to see from it from a tidal flooding stage? The, the mitigation plan, just for those who don't know, is kind of a plan of action, or at least a handbook for how to deal with any kind of natural disasters over the 2021 to 2026
1: period? Well, first of all, Mayor Palugi is the foremost authority as emergency management coordinator, and he's looked upon from his peers throughout the state as someone that you can turn to someone that has done a great job here in Cape May County, someone that I'm, I'm proud of because he really has done a good job. As emergency management coordinator and this mitigation plan that he is proposing and putting together, on a lot letting people know what to do, what's going to happen, when we're going to do it, how do you do it, is something that is 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 really needed because as more and more people come to the uh, to our communities, to Cape May County, you know you know you get somebody that pulls up and they're here for a week, and they don't know about what happens when there's a nor'easter. They don't know what happens when there's a high tide. So you need to let people know exactly what's going on, what to do. We've been alerting people, Avalon Seattle, you know, all the communities have, have have their own way of alerting people about a high tide, etc. You know, the reverse nine eleven that we do here in Seattle City, reverse nine eleven that other communities are doing, to let people know that there's a storm pending, to let people know that uh, there's gonna be a high tide and to move your car mm-hmm. if you're in a low-lying area has worked tremendously. Ten years ago, you didn't have that. You woke up and you lost your car.
0: Right. Yeah. And it only takes six inches of standing water to move a car. So it's not a lot, you know, especially if you get in in certain places, it it can't move it. Um, I'll wrap up with this. Uh, When you're looking, again, just kind of zooming out to the county level, you know, what are some specific actions that You would that uh, you think other towns in the county can take you know from Seattle City? Is there, is there any we'll say low hanging fruit that can be easily adapted by some other towns along the shore to even to raise their you know CRS rating as well?
1: Well, they they could certainly look at what we did and certainly look at especially what the building of the houses. Certainly look about uh, doing what we did, but as I tell people in Seattle, we do not have the lock on flooding. We are not the only community that floods during a storm, floods um, uh, during high tide. You know, we're all working together on this. Recently, we just put in these flashing lights throughout Seattle to alert not necessarily the motorists that live here year-round, because we pretty much know which street to go down, which street not to go down. This is to alert our visitors and second homeowners that the street ahead of them is flooded. And, and, and they have been working pretty well. And uh, our police chief, Chief uh, Tom Dentino, came up with that idea. So that would be one thing I would I, I ask the other communities to look at. You know, in areas that they know floods very quickly, to get these flashing lights, because that's the worst thing when the big trucks or any even the cars try to go through them. Because nine out of 10 times when it's really flooded, the cars
0: don't make it. Yeah. They, and the other thing is too, and I, I just wanna hammer this because I say it so many times. The water that's on your street is salt water. It's not fresh water. You know, it can corrode your car. You know, it, it I'm sorry? You're absolutely right. Yeah.
1: Four months from now you could, your brake lines or other parts of your car could be corroded because you drove through this, you know, water that was up to your front bumper.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's always important. If you see flooded water just turn around there are other routes to go around and like you said reverse 9 is a great you know idea to let people know of coastal flame that's coming you have the webcams as well that's through the new jersey coastal coalition um we're just about ready to wrap it up here um let me ask you you know what is your favorite month in sea isle city are you a fall guy do you like the busyness of the summer i like the busyness of the summer to
1: tell you the yeah. truth I like the hustle and bustle i like you know, everything going on and got to make split decisions. You know, I, I, I like moving like that and knowing that let's get going, let's get going. We got to do this today. Today's this is happening. That's happening. Yeah. My, my hope is that we get through this COVID-19 really quickly. There's a vaccine for it and everyone can get back to, to somewhat normal. You know, right. We need to get back to doing the daily things that we we're accustomed to, talking to people, meeting people, hugging people. You yeah. know, need to get back get back to that that's that's my hope and that we get through it and and, uh, hopefully everyone remains safe
0: yeah we're all hoping for it you know we're south jersey strong we're getting through this we will and uh hopefully by the time we get to next summer you know we can say everything is great come on uh, down to cape may county come on down to sea isle smile because you're in sea isle always got to say that um, you know, I remember last time uh, you said you may want to sing for us about a few Seattle City songs. Do we want to try out your singing prowess here with a couple of Seattle songs or do you just want to call it quits at this point?
1: Hold I think it was a pretty good show. I don't think we ought to ruin it with my singing at this time. All right? All right.
0: Good. Very, very good answer.
1: We do another one around the holidays. Maybe I'll give you some holiday songs, but let's, let's just get through COVID. Let's just get through. And you know what? I got to thank the people because even with COVID and all the restrictions that we had, not only in Cape May County, Seattle, Avalon, but the state of New Jersey, people continued to come to the Jersey Shore. They came down here, and and we hope we all did a good job for them.
0: Absolutely. All right. Well, Mayor, thank you so much for the time. We definitely appreciate it. Just let everybody know where they can find more information on Seattle City.
1: Call Seattle City, 609-263-6395. Extension one, two, four, five. And is that
0: your direct line? That's right to me right? Okay. Well, there you go, everybody. If you want to talk with him more, you can give him a shout right there. And uh, if you want the latest in South Jersey weather, South Jersey news, sports, we talk about CIL too. Uh, You can go to our website, pressofac.com. Weather site is pressofac.com slash weather. We will be back with you the first Wednesday in November. We're going to recap the month of October and we have a lot of warm air to talk about. That's going to be with New Jersey state climatologist, Dr. Dave Robinson. Until then, stay safe, everybody. Take care. Enjoy. Spend some time at the shore here this is something in here.